and a half a cinch. This is a music podcast where we talk about the albums from 1972 and they're celebrating the 50th anniversary. My name is Mike. His name is. JR. And her name is. Danielle. Yes, she is our guest. She's back. And we're talking about Touch Your Woman, Dolly Parton. So anybody know this album? Can I just say I've always loved the way you say woman, Mike. Woman. 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 I thought it was a Southern Indiana thing, and you're from the same area, so how come yeah. you don't say it like that? I might. Woman. Woman. I just feel like you say woman. <laughs> woman. <laughs> I've never noticed. Danielle, have you ever noticed? Um, not really, but now I wonder how I say it, so... Um, okay, I'm going to say it. Woman. Is that different? No, I think it, it's like how I say it. Mike, let's hear it again. Woman. See, he's like woman. Whoa, like woman. Woman. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, well, you're going you're gonna to hear me say it a lot in this episode. So, I actually had this record from Goodwill, but it was too scratched to ever listen to. So this was my first listen to this one. Oh wow, yeah. This is this is the first time I've ever heard this one too. I mean, I know Dolly Parton well as anyone should. It, you know, all of her hits. You know, maybe a few B sides. Uh, not really familiar with with whole albums at all. Um, I'm sure that you know more uh, full albums than I do, Danielle. Uh, I mean, honestly, not really. Oh. I think like when I was younger, probably listen to some but um i mean like as far as dolly parton goes i am just more of a fan of her as a human being yeah because she's probably one of the greatest human beings currently living and i don't think anyone dislikes her except for that one guy who did like a cartoon voice and everybody said that he sucked like when she supported black lives matter <laughs> yeah people that don't like her suck yeah yeah it's the only guy i can think of that's ever said anything like negative about (laughs) dolly parton (laughs) i mean i i feel like anyone who comes out publicly it it, to criticize dolly parton or or hate on her uh, just immediately gets shut down by the entire world yeah Yeah. she's not from a place that welcomes like controversy either (laughs) yeah no not at all (laughs) um yeah so touch your woman it's it's her ninth studio album uh she did it in the rca studios in nashville uh no surprise there this one was only available on vinyl and eight track until the year 2014 so there weren't any cds of this album i mean you said that you found one but it was too scratched up though right no there was vinyl Oh, it was a vinyl. Okay. Yeah. Yep. So I could never find it anywhere to hear it. Yeah. Yeah. It, it became available for digital download in 2014. Um, but, it, you know, she's one of those artists that cranked out like albums constantly. So, I mean, they're, they're all going to be pressed to vinyl, like obviously, but it's her, her catalog is, you know, it's so 
wide that, you know, getting it all on digital was probably one of those things where like, we just have to pick and choose which ones are going to, are going to make it right. So for a long time, this, I mean, this album was only accessible to, to, you know, a few people. It's the good effect of the yeah, internet. Yeah, has that eight track. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, I, I mean, I remember I, I had a couple of uh, eight track because that's when I was a kid because my grandmother had an eight track player and I had uh, a Billy Idol eight track and man, I can't remember what the other one was. An Elvis. Um, yeah, eight track. So weird, right? What, how many, how many songs can you on it? Just eight, right? <laughs> Is that why they called it an eight track? Because it can only fit eight songs. <laughs> um i hope so so not a lot uh out there about this album i mean i it was just kind of just a another one in a series of of really good albums i mean we could just talk about uh her as a songwriter i I mean she's she's great she you know writes all of her own songs and at that time um especially for a female artist was it was pretty um unheard of you know to just you know be writing the lyrics and the, and the chords and everything you're herself yeah even the other solo artists male and female we've done from this year yes have a lot more than two three covers on their albums for sure yeah we uh we recently watched a dolly parton documentary that was a really good one um do you remember the name of that one danielle the documentary i i know it's it's on netflix right it's on netflix yeah, it's, it's Dolly. The Dolly Parton. Yeah, it, yeah. So I'm sure. <laughs> yeah, you just something find it. like that. Type type that in, you'll find it. I'm sure. <laughs> this but, is like the middle of three albums this year, right? She released three records in '72, and this is the middle one. Uh, so yeah, one of them was one she did with her, you know, her longtime partner, uh, Porter Wagner. It was like that was a duet album, and. Um, uh, yeah, I don't know what the other one was, but yeah, this this one was like right in the middle, and I kind of wanted to choose. I chose this one because it was just her. I mean, nothing against Porter Wagner, but uh, I feel like she, you know she's the you know she's the real deal there. Like he, he was kind of like a he was more of like a, a personality really than like a, a songwriter. And and I, in that documentary, that you know he's in he's in a quite a bit and i'm sure that he meant well you know this is just how men were at the time but every time that he referred to dolly he'd just be like oh she's just this pretty little thing or like we just got this we got this pretty pretty little blonde thing she's gonna come out and and sing a song how how do you like that you know oh how about that he took over the opry i think <laughs> it drove her to do everything that she did made so much more than he ever did you yeah know, she's like you can have the opry man and those suits i'm out <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um uh, an interesting thing too in the in that documentary is that people have said that they've never seen her without the the full you know regalia without like i mean she'll she'll never show her her like her real self to anybody because really you know the wig the makeup every this you know the costumes that is kind of her real self like the other one yeah. is like the other version of her without all that stuff on that that's sort of the fake you know dolly parton that's not even dolly parton that's like 
that's someone that doesn't exist <laughs> really that, yeah she's uh she's you know uh, uh she's a woman who she cultivated her own image and she that's the the hair the boobs the the outfits you know the makeup that's that's all her choosing and that's how she wants to look that's how she uh you know is most comfortable and she you know basically wears that around the house you know <laughs> so uh it's it's which is is great like um just thinking of uh you know the the pressure for for women in the music industry to to look a certain way just to know that that's that's all Dolly's choice you know she she would rather not just come out on stage just you know no makeup just <laughs> whatever her hair looks like you know on its own that's a that's her look and um she's she's comfortable with that and that the story about you know, kind of finding that look because as a child seeing the town tramp and just thinking that that woman was the epitome of glamour and femininity and just like that carrying through, you know, her adult life and her professional life is, you know, is, I love that story because like she wasn't like judging that person, that woman, the way everybody else was based on how that woman looked. And yeah, like that's, that's Dolly's look now. <laughs> Nobody would, you know, again, unless you're the one guy that everybody immediately said, you suck. Nobody's going to say like, oh, Dolly Parton, uh, look at her. <laughs> yeah. Yuck. She's like, that's Dolly Parton. That's iconic. She is an icon. Yeah. That, that Dolly Parton that's underneath all of that. I mean, that does exist for one person and that's her husband. I was going to say, but, Carl's probably seen or like that but he's never in the limelight but yeah but her husband is also kind of a person that doesn't really exist in this world he, <laughs> like he only exists for her uh, um I mean, yeah. married like 50 some years or something after porter and her yeah oh uh, porter were porter and her ever together were they ever no no no, but, oh, okay. no they're yeah. never married but yeah. they're you know they're never together but she made this guy for ever yeah and again yeah. i think that may be on purpose keep him out of the limelight so she can keep those lives separate and truly feel comfortable around him yeah being herself there are some yeah oh go ahead oh no and i mean like that whole thing like she met her husband like i think literally the first day she got to nashville and i mean like i feel like she was really fortunate to meet that guy and fall in love with that guy because you know she was able to have this amazing career uh, and be so successful, um, you know, and also have this really successful marriage and, you know, not, not end up with a guy who kind of felt like things should be more traditional. Uh, Cause I don't think they're, you know, at least to everyone, like on the outside looking in, like there's really nothing traditional about the way that marriage has shaken out. Um, but you know it worked out, so I'm I'm sure a lot of men uh, of that era in that part of the country would not have wanted their their wives to go on and have this this music career and basically 
a career where he he was not a part of it. I think she's joked that he's maybe seen her perform one time. <laughs> so it wasn't like he's been, you know, kind of like hovering over her, making sure, you know, that, you know, she's not stepping out on him or whatever. So, uh, so yeah, that's, it's, that's also kind of like really interesting and in, uh, that she wasn't kind of held back, um, you know, by the guy that she ended up, you know, committing to as a husband. There's some uh, fun stories about uh, other um, celebrities or musicians that have spent the night at Dolly Parton's place and then they wake up the next morning and her husband is cooking breakfast for everybody and it's like that's the first time they've ever seen him and they're like oh hey there you are you're like yep I'm just yeah I'm just here cooking breakfast that's what I do (laughs) name's Carl (laughs) Um, (laughs) but yeah so getting into the album this is actually the first uh, official country album that we've covered so far um yeah wait i mean country from this this era you know it's uh it's what people a lot of people see only country they you know they even respect um you know sure like there's you know there's some 80s country that that people like too but it's it's never been quite the same as this you know this era um and i don't know i i i like this era a lot this, I mean, a lot of, a lot of good stuff. I mean, a lot of it sounds the same and traditional, but mm-hmm. this record, there are two or three songs where she adds a little spice of her own to a country sound. And it's very, very minimal. And I think it's strategic, like a little doo-wop, a little Nancy Sinatra driving kind of stuff. Like I'm like real, like empowered kind of driving, like the first song, but you know, she kept it still country enough and i you know snuck those little things in there and i i really like that part of this record uh yeah first first song the opener uh will he be waiting i I mean the a lot of the theme on this album a lot of times is is this sort of like regret of uh you know walking out on somebody or or you know doing somebody wrong and now like this one is all about wanting to come back and uh, it is, you know, will this guy like take her back? And the, the, the whole song is sort of this like uh, anxious nervousness or, you know, this, this sort of hope that uh, as, she's, as she's making her way back to this guy that she left a long time ago, you know, hope upon hope. Is this guy going to yeah, be willing to take her back? I liked that it, it was like, a, this was like the, the dialogue going through her own mind, you know, as she's making her way back, you know, home or whatever to, to hopefully beg this guy to take her back. Yeah. <laughs> like she's, she's like, okay, Willie, uh, sure he will. No, Willie. Yeah. yeah. I liked that. It, it seemed like it was all literally like, this is all like the, the words literally going through her head at that moment. Yeah. And yeah. And some, some good like imagery, the, shadows from the streets shade the path that i'm walking um the you know the smell of my tomorrow fills the air with sweet perfume uh kind of like you know if if he takes me back then you know tomorrow is going to be you know a beautiful day it's going to be that's that's what she's hoping for she's like she's already picturing like the joy in her mind 
if he says yes again. So, yeah, that's a good one. Um, he recorded this album in seven days, and this is one of the, the, the December 14 days. She went in and did four songs in one day. That's pretty oh, wow. awesome for how good the vocals are. Yeah, sure. Yeah, I mean, uh, I, I know as someone who's recorded vocals many times that uh, it's, it starts to shred. It starts to shred your throat being in there and doing take after take. So, yeah, I mean, that's just a testament to, like, you know, her, the power of her voice. Yeah, she did a four-day session, a three-day session, a two-day session. <laughs> so got less and less. But oh. Yeah, pretty cool. And then recorded one of them yeah. along three years before. But. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, so track two, Greatest Days of All. This one, this one opens up with an awesome bass line, actually. Um, I wish there was more on the personnel on this album, but couldn't find you. I, I could not. I tried so hard. I could not. I, I mean, went so many rabbit holes with the recording yeah. groups and what who, who they used back then. I could only find like maybe possibly a steel guitar player from Gary Stewart is on one of them. Yeah. That's it. But right. yeah, I mean, that's just that's just a Nashville thing. It's like these guys were coming in and out, you know, it's a revolving door of, of musicians. Um, and a, a lot of these guys were getting, you know, they're getting paid cash in hand and signing away any rights they, you know, they yeah. might come back to try to get, you know. I honestly think it has to do with when they made it digital, the royalties and rights, they had yeah. to leave it out. It just couldn't be documented anywhere. They could come back for the money later. Yeah. Uh, but this one, this one is a, like a little story about, uh, you know, moving to the big city, living in squalor but still, still finding a silver lining in all of it. You know, that there's um, in the, the very first verse, right. It's all about like uh, rats eating her clothes and like the rain leaking through the ceiling, but, but she still remembers it as being like, you know, these were the greatest days, right. It's, you gotta, you gotta, <laughs> you gotta look at the positive, I guess. But in the, in the second verse, she's like remembering all of the, like, all of the nature and the flowers of being out in the country. And then, and then of course the third verse, we're back in the city and it's just, uh, you know, someone just dealing with the noise and the, and the, the smells and just the busyness. But, yeah. I thought this one is probably like the most true to her own experience, like her own personal experience, like growing up, mm -hmm. you know, some are super rural, super poor, um, you know, and then like it, as soon as she was done with school, heading out to the city to make it and, you know, so yeah, all that, the reminiscing and also the, just the experience that she had, um, you know, moving out to the city and, and uh, so yeah, I think, you know, a lot of the other songs, I don't think she had uh, any personal experience yeah, with, but yeah. this one definitely, definitely, that's, I think was probably something true to her own life. Yeah, that's a very good point because, uh, yeah, like a lot of a lot of country songs are sort of like written in a way that they could be general or they could be universal to a lot of people that have gone through these things. And we know that, you know, like like we talked about, her marriage has has been a success. And it, and so a lot of these songs about being dumped or, or being cheated on or, or cheating on them, not really, it's not really like personal to her. There's just sort of like, hey, I, I, you know, this is something everyone feels and I'm expressing in song. But you're right, this one, 
this one does seem like personal. This is, this is about, uh, yeah, life, a career, you know, um, and then he's either general or TMI by Tammy, Tammy <laughs> yeah. and George Jones. Which, yeah. This is about George. Yeah. Yeah. You're right. Um, so yeah, track three is title track, touch your woman. Um, one of the best songs on the album for sure. Uh, the, the chorus is, is fantastic. Uh, all about, you know, it, I mean, I think this one is actually pretty personal too, because you know, it's all about just yeah. like the compromise that you have to to deal with in, in a relationship. It's like she's just telling men, like, hey, guys, this is what your lady needs. You know, just, you know, she's had a hard day. You know, just touch her. She, <laughs> or you guys had a little argument. Just like, yeah, just make up, touch her. So... Being instructional to men, I think. <laughs> nice. Yeah, yeah, and it's it's cool too because the the whole idea of of touch your woman, so it's not just about like it's not just about the words. It's about it's about your actions, you know. And it's not it's not about like the actions of of you know gift giving or you know anything like like gestures. It's just a simple thing. It's just like skin on skin, yeah. just contact. Yeah, what are you, what are you gonna give Dolly? I mean, she's given the gifts, let's be honest. Yeah, yeah. Uh, the, first, the second and third song are so fucking cool. Like mm -hmm. Quentin Tarantino movie cool. I, again, it's that little flavor she adds to her country style. And just those two, the, you said the bass line and the second one. These yeah. first, like first three really, and they're all from that same day. Just so cool. Like you could be, you could see them in any kind of movie, Guy Ritchie or somebody trying to make a cool part. You know, it's just, I, I, I really enjoyed that. Yeah, tracks two and three have like a groove to them. They're really good. Uh, and it's no doubt that uh, Touch Your Woman received a Grammy nomination of for like a best, best country vocal performance. So um, yeah, track four, A Lot of You Left in Me. This is when we start to get into a bit more like honky-tonk slash blues sort of style. Uh, this one, not you know, all about not being able to get over somebody that's like it's left here and that you know there's a whole like line in the song where she she keeps going out and seeing like the same friends that they that both used to hang out with and that that is that is a very relatable sort of situation right it's like like we both all all had the same friends and now we have to hang out with these friends separately and pretend like everything's cool well uh yeah i mean yeah, yeah you're it's you're haunted like if you break up with somebody and you know maybe you live in a small town or whatever it's like you're just constantly haunted by <laughs> the places the people like everything's gonna remind you of that relationship for a while yeah and and just another example of uh how amazing of a songwriter she is that she could she can mine these um she can mine these very like uh personal emotions or situations like this yeah. uh I'm sure there's a lot of that going on around her from her to pull from if she had a solid yeah. relationship she's probably the helper yeah you know, i mean friend group you know she i mean oh, yeah she, she's probably she's probably in this song as the friend you know that's hanging out with this you know the person that just you know broke up um no track five uh second best 
this is one and you know another good general situation about uh two people in a relationship one is really in love with the other the other one is you know she's pretty sure that he's in love with someone else but he's just yeah his ex yeah his ex but but i'm not gonna measure up to that ex of his (laughs) (laughs) yeah it's a rebound song um next one a little at a time uh, this one's fun because this one's like it's like we're getting out of the relationship stuff this one's this one's all about like uh it's it's all about shopping let's be honest this is about shopping this is about <laughs> this is about uh working class people doing what they can and you know the at the time the early 70s this is like the big boom of credit cards and so I'm, I'm sure, you know, she's like, you know, she's just ex- expressing what a lot, what a lot of people are dealing with at that time. Like this, this new thing, uh, credit cards, we can, we can pay a little bit at a time on, on things that we really shouldn't be buying. Yeah, she's uh, American expressing herself. I couldn't help. Sorry. <laughs> no, that's great. <laughs> it's very relatable. One of the interesting things is that um, the song came out a couple of years before the Equal Credit Opportunity Act. So it came out at a time when women were not guaranteed access to credit accounts without a, a male co-signer yeah. too. So it's a, you know, pretty interesting to have a woman, you know, kind of singing about a, a financial, a song about financial independence, even though it's, you know, basically ruining her credit probably Um, and being not not super responsible but yeah it's still like there's this to me it's just like it's it's a song about a a woman who she's working she she does have her own financial independence at a time when a lot of women both married and single could not necessarily have that same uh independence and there is I know there's a line about she's you know, kind of waiting for a rich guy, but in the meantime, yeah, she's gonna try to to live live it up as much as she can on layaway and credit. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And she, uh, there, you know, there's a line where she she bought a car that's brand new, but yeah, now it's like now it's old <laughs> and she's still paying on it. Mm-hmm. Uh, and the the very last line is like, "Here's a dollar towards my mink collar." You know, <laughs> talking about these things that you know working people don't necessarily need. But, it is layaway. Yeah, but it's but it's yeah. the it's the American dream. It's what we've been sold is like you can't have these nice things. You know, just put it on the charge card. And I mean, if she was, you know, if she was like less humble and a bit more like preachy, like this song would wouldn't be so like veiled as to you know, like you said, what it's about when it becomes a bit more social commentary. But she's just you know she's just having fun with this whole song, you know. <laughs> is this the one that's like uh got that doo-wop feel or is that was that second best mm, um i oh man i don't remember that i think I it's mean, one of the two but it's just got this little backbeat like bebop kind of 50s that, thing that, that might be second best yeah, yeah the one right I before re- this one. again she just snuck that in and it sounds country secondarily mm-hmm. but then you listen and it's got like this doo-wop sound to it it's really awesome uh so the next one love is only as strong as your weakest moment this one was not written by her 
this one was written by Bill Owens and Bill Owens was her uncle. And he was the one who, who basically taught her chords. He was the one that took her around when she was young, uh, getting her gigs at places. Uh, he was like the, the biggest influence on her in her life. And I, I think it's really cool that, you know, she, she's still, still honoring that guy by, you know, playing these songs that he wrote for her. Well, I mean, six years before she won that award, he wrote a song with her and she won the song of the year with it. Oh, yeah. Which is really cool. Again, with family. And then she pretty much, that was it, that and this song. And then she kind of just, that was all he really did. And she, from there. Uh, and it, you know, this, this is one that's, uh, that's about infidelity too. This is, I mean, it's, talking about how like their love their love is only as strong as the weakest moment and that weakest moment um turned out to be a mistake it was pretty weak yeah it's pretty weak (laughs) um the next one love isn't free uh this one is this this one gets oh so sad yeah (laughs) what what you uh this is the one that uh she recorded in 69 and it was going to be on a different album. It was going to be on, um, what was that called? Uh, the, the Fairest of Them All. Yeah. But it got cut from that session. Uh, yeah, Danielle, why don't, you, why don't you tell us about this song? <laughs> uh, it's, you know, it's that, that age-old story. You got uh, some, some, uh, some kids. They're having fun together. They're messing around. Girl gets knocked up. The guy's like, I didn't knock you up. She gets sent away to a, a home for unwed mothers. She has the baby. Uh, she has to drop out of school. The baby's given up for adoption. Uh, baby's in the orphanage. Nobody adopts the baby. The baby grows up to like a toddler, small child. Uh, and, you know, realizes nobody loves me and cries. And it's very sad. A very, very sad song. <laughs> love isn't free. Somebody is always paying for love. Yeah. It's it's your classic rags to more rags story. Mm-hmm. Rags to rags. Yikes. <laughs> yeah, man. 69. That's heavy. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's um, and again, you know, this is like like we talked about with the song about credit cards. Um this one is a bit more forward on the social commentary. She's not veiling anything with this, and uh, you know she's not holding back. It's, it's a sad one, but um, it's still it's still a beautiful song, though. Still, I mean, well written. I wonder voice. how much of where she came from, you know, and seeing other people struggle, you know. I'm sure this happened constantly where she came from. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, it has to, it really feels like she was adjacent to a lot of it because it feels so real when she sings about it. And and like you said, being a a great human, like she's not just writing songs about this, like she is a humanitarian too. You know, I I don't know for sure, but I, I would not be surprised if she wasn't someone who contributed a lot to to organizations or or homes for uh, women in this situation or you know children in this situation you know making sure that you know their life can improve some way yeah she's i know that she and her husband raised some of their 
some of her younger family members. I don't know if it was younger siblings or nephews and nieces or something, but like she never had her own kids, but she's, she's definitely had a part in raising children that otherwise were um, not being raised by their own families. Yeah. Uh, second to last song, Mission Chapel Memories. Uh, this one was co-written by Porter. Um, and yeah, this one is just about someone having memories of their wedding day uh, because the marriage is over now. And she's, she's just looking back to, you know, how it all started. It started so beautifully. You know, where did it go wrong? Can't imagine why their like working relationship didn't work out. Both of the songs that they do, like all of her songs, his songs she did and wrote together, are all like sad and like, you know, <laughs> it's not going to work out. You're lonely and all this stuff. Yeah, it, it's almost like uh, trying trying to live in a dream when reality is is so like stark. I like to think that he tried to take credit. And she pushed her like, hell no, I wrote this song with you, man. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. This one wasn't isn't a Porter Wagner song. This is a Porter and Dolly song. <laughs> yeah. Only two covers on the record. Yeah. Uh, and then it the the whole album ends with uh Loneliness Found Me, which is probably the the of all the infidelity songs, this one is 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 definitely like the most regretful. But it it's Again, it's one of these situations where lots of women in this time period are dealing with their their home alone, husband is away all the time. Uh, there's just no connection there. There's no um, there's no passion there. And so, hey, guy comes along. He's like, hey, I'm I'm here to fix your plumbing. She's like, yeah, you are. <laughs> yeah, you are. Get in here. Yeah, the lesson is. Don't neglect your hot lady because somebody else won't. <laughs> this one is the most Nashville country 72 sounding. Yeah. And the steel guitar again is why I think Gary Stewart's guy played on it because this is the exact key of She's Acting Single by Gary Stewart, uh, the yeah. music and everything. So I, I kind of feel like there's some of the same players there. But yeah, this one, and if you listen to this compared to the rest of the album, you can hear her flavor of why it doesn't sound like all that Nashville country. It does, but it doesn't. Cause this one is definitely that whole, what the dudes were doing then she didn't want to do that. Uh, so the only real big name um, that you could find on the personnel is Bob Ferguson. He's the producer and he worked a lot with Dolly and, and Porter and he's a musician himself. He, he played guitar, he played lap steel, he played bass. So uh, more than likely, he's one of the players on this album, probably on, on multiple songs doing, you know, filling in where they couldn't find someone else. Uh, and Bob Ferguson himself is, is a, you know, he, he helped invent the Nashville sound back in the 50s when he opened up his own studio. And uh, he's a songwriter himself. He, uh, his famous songs are Wings of a Dove, which was famous in the, the movie Tender Mercies. And um, Carroll County Accident, which is the song that made Porter Wagner famous. Um, but yeah, that that's really that's the only name. There, you know, the other names are the, the mixers and and who designed the the cover and all that. But but yeah, that's that's really 
that's it for um i mean it doesn't really matter because it's dolly all dolly parton is is all <laughs> you really need to know right that was on this album uh peaked at 19 on the u.s country charts uh the title track peaked at six and like i said nominated for a grammy and yeah that's it that's that's touch your woman um quick album 10 tracks uh i mean yeah 25 minutes yeah real good, quick uh good stuff uh anything else you want to say about dolly parton uh, I was going to bring something up because I was on uh, the episode we did with Linda Ronstadt's yeah. album. Mm-hmm. And uh, so I didn't mention on that episode, but Dolly and Linda and Emmylou Harris have worked together on a couple of albums. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I, I think except for like one song off of the the second album they worked on, which is like a Neil Young cover. I don't think I've ever listened to either of the albums, but um, I probably will will go ahead and try to check those out. They're, they're, uh, the first one's called Trio and the second one's called Trio 2. I guess that they, all three had wanted to work together on something back in the 70s and were all just like too busy. Uh, couldn't get around to it until like the mid 80s. And uh, when when the first trio album came out and then I think like sometime in like the mid nineties worked together on the second trio album, which there was like a huge delay in the release. I think it came out in like the late nineties. So um, I'll definitely check those out though. Probably yeah, great. I never knew that those three work together, let alone make albums. And I mean, that sounds fantastic. I yeah, bet. There's no way that's not good. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. Um, yeah. Yeah. Any other uh, recommendations or anything you got, Jr. or Danielle? Uh, I, I mean, I think I'll just second what Danielle said. We've all said I don't think anyone would disagree, other than that one guy. She's an amazing person. <laughs> she made th- she made three records in '72. She recorded this record in three freaking days. Yeah. Uh, she wrote almost all of it, uh, and that's just musically. I mean, she just paid for college for everyone that works at all of her places. Uh, like very recently she's just her philanthropy is off the charts she's always on the right side of history just love her there's I think everyone does and that's a rare thing so uh, I was happy to I probably would never been able to listen to this one I've looked at the cover many times from from getting it at Goodwill and to be able to actually go and listen um, again was great so thumbs up for me I'm I'm very happy that Dolly Parton got to be a part of uh, this thing we're doing I have a, I have another recommendation. Um, uh, I want to recommend uh, Tig Notaro's bit about Dolly Parton's <laughs> song Two Doors Down. Yes. Uh, just look it up because it's really great. And that is a really great song. And uh, just like imagining that song playing in the situation that Tig Notaro imagined it playing is just kind of <laughs> hilarious. Um, That's and amazing. also Mike... My family has mentioned before that we're we are thinking of doing a family trip to Dollywood at some point. That may happen if COVID ever goes away. Uh, so just like keep that in mind too. Yeah, that, yeah, we got we got to support her anytime you can uh, for sure. 
the the tig special is the animated one and yeah, yeah is it called draw drawn is that yeah. is what it's called yeah great yeah. one i think I, you can find her doing that bit on on just like you know online somewhere too it's really yeah. funny thumbs up to that as well cool well hey thanks for uh being with us and doing this again yes fun as always yeah, yeah. okay Happy 50th birthday. I didn't know we were supposed to say that. <laughs> <laughs>